Ministry is not a sprint, so what are you doing to stay in the game for the long haul? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. It's a podcast, worship leader, friends, and pastors. Thank you so much for coming back to the Worship Team Training Podcast. Thank you for subscribing here on iTunes. This episode is also brought to you by Faith Life Proclaim Presentation Software, where church presentations are made easy. Be sure to go to proclaimonline.com. Thanks also for checking out WTTU.co, our membership for worship leaders and worship teams. You can check our calendar, get a free membership today, sign up. And also for those of you who want to get our newsletter, we ask that you will uh, look for the uh, link at the top of the website, you can also get a free download devotional written by yours truly. So uh, we welcome you to do that. And also, uh, we want to thank you guys for downloading us into your device, uploading us to your playlist. Thank you so much. We ask that those of you who have listened for a long time, if you have not, please subscribe to the Worship Team Training Podcast on iTunes. Just hit the subscribe button or anywhere else that you find this stream. Coming up on the program, we're going to, we're going to be having Nicole Unser, singer, worship leader, songwriter from the north end of Washington State. You're going to hear her story about her family and the way that God has moved through her to write songs today and to help people in their own darkness. Also, Elevation Rhythm. Good friend David Natinji is going to be coming and to talk about Elevation Church Youth, and we're going to hear from the heart of David and um, what's how God speaks into him to create music and along with his team. Also, Stephen McWhorter is coming, and we're going to have a great time with Stephen. Just a great all-around, kind, very nice dude. Can't wait to hear his story. You're gonna you're gonna love it. So um, let's get right to it. So we are talking about still being in COVID. Now, uh, many of you churches are starting to go back slowly to your services. Many others are still doing streaming behind the camera and just uh, got the news recently about the NBA. They too are going to be returning. Yes, it's it's gonna take until the end of June, but you're seeing more images like this behind me. If you're watching my video, you're seeing the cleaning crew, two guys in hazmat suits cleaning the court of one of the NBA amphitheaters. And so what is that like for us churches? And how are we right now taking things at a level where we're kind of re-entering the worship space again? What does that mean for all of us? All right, so our topic, staying in the game for the long haul. So what does that mean for you? Many of us just blow and go through ministry. It's like this week after week challenge of trying to find what's new, how can we stay relevant, and yet we neglect a lot of things along the way that I've seen, probably like you, ministers who just run short in the game and they stop. So this topic today and this podcast is to encourage you to stay in it for the long haul, and I want to give you some practical tips that you can use right away that can sustain your longevity within worship ministry. So let's get right to it. So the idea of ministry, career sports, really anything, is not to survive and not just to outlast, but to thrive. We are to thrive in order to succeed. So let's look at Matthew 21, 9. Jesus said, seeing, well, the scripture narrative says, seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it and, but found nothing. 
on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the tree withered. So in thinking about this scripture verse, I remember a time that my family and I were traveling throughout the great state of Texas. We live here in Austin and we came across an amusement park that we can see from a distance and just fantastic, great looking. But once we arrived and we got there, we realized that there was no cars and it turned out that the whole place was shut down. Nothing but rusty elements of old roller coaster cars and deflated clowns. I mean, it really was a Wally World experience, if you remember. So many things like that in life, we tried to make things appear great, but once you get closer and closer into view, you find things are not really cracked up to what they are to be. And so in ministry, we don't want to become like that broken down um, park for people to come into enjoy, kind of a weird analogy to put, but more importantly, uh, we don't want to be like the fig tree. A very good mentor of mine, Buddy Owens, said this to me years and years ago, that in, in speaking about the story of Matthew 21, 19, when Jesus, you know, just like the amusement park, he saw things from far off. He saw the leaves. He saw what looked to be growth from the plant. And as we read in the story, once he got in front of the tree, he saw the reality of what it was. So the question is, do we too either want to grow leaves or do we want to grow figs? It's very easy for us to think about the shininess of ministry and to get caught up in the enamor of it, especially in this last week. If you watch our podcast, I talked about 3D worship and, and a 2D world, meaning that all of our worship leading now has gone to screen. And so we can make things look um, great and impressive on the front, but when the cameras are off, when the lights are turned off, when we walk off the stage, who are we really? Because honestly, that's where your ministry is coming from. You either, live, you either live by the part that you are to play, or you live by the heart that God's called you to live. So jumping further into that, let's talk about the misconceptions of what it means to stay in the game, because there are a lot of them. There's a lot of things that we think, and just like the reflection of the fig tree, there's a lot of things that we think that we can be good at and do on the outside, and things are okay, we can keep things at a safe distance, but on the inside, it's ruining us. So let me just ask the question, is that you? What's been going on inside of you that you feel has been hindering your growth in ministry? Maybe you're at a point where you're in a rut, you're, on, you're in the in-between. Maybe nothing seems to be moving. Maybe you're looking for that extra nudge uh, or maybe you've lost it. So I hope this podcast today really brings some good reminders to you and some encouragement to get you out of that rut and to help you go for the goal. So the misconceptions, number one, neglecting your health. Now, for a lot of us, we may think, yeah, but you know, Brandon, I don't have time to jump on the treadmill or um, I know my eating's not that great or whatever. But did you know that the more that you did you know that the more that you neglect your health and that you neglect um, the, the body that God has given you, it will, if it's not ministry, your body will kill you. I've known many ministers who have um, wound up in the hospital with uh, multiple health conditions because it's the stress that drives them nuts. It's the anxiety. It's the depression. 
And it's those kind of things that we need to stay, those need to be in check with our health because then it runs a toll physically. So here's what I say, I break it down to three simple things about health. It comes down to exercise, diet, and rest. When we exercise, look, you don't need to have a gym membership. Just go take a walk. If it's 10 minutes a day around your office, if it's walking the dog early in the morning, if it's riding the bike late in the afternoon with your family, your diet. It's not so much about what you eat, but when you eat. Don't skip meals like breakfast. Don't try to power through lunch. Uh, you, you need Your body needs those essentials and nutrients to survive. And then when you have like a small snack throughout the day, you'll notice that your level of nervousness and anxiety actually goes down. So you don't need to eat a big meal, but um, your exercise kind of plays into your diet because it, your body craves in the hunger and the, um, well, not craves the hunger, but your hunger craves for protein and for energy when you have a good diet. And then after having your snacks or meals, your body is better at rest. You're able to sleep better at night. So rest, uh, making sure that you're not staying up too late, making sure you're not crunching your sleep to be too early, um, but get a full balance of exercise, diet, and rest. So working harder is also another misconception. If I just do enough, if I just have enough plate spinning, if I can uh, do A, B, and C, my pastor will be proud of me or my team, and if I can just do all these five things at once, don't kid yourself. You're, you're not fooling anybody, uh, maybe, but you're definitely not fooling yourself or not fooling God because you know at the end of the day, your body, your body only has so much capacity to do what you're able to do and eventually it catches up with you. So if you just do two productive things in the day, then just do that. You need to learn how to say no because working harder is not smarter. Working harder is just going to press you to the limit where you're not gonna be good for anything at the end of that day, at the end of the week, most importantly, at the end of your time when you're with your family and they want you when it comes to the close of your workday. So the same thing happens when we lead worship. What are you, what, what's, what's gonna be left in your tank? So that's the question. Moving on, pleasing others, you have to learn to say no. It's not about saying yes to five people and then you can't commit to another extra thing on your plate. When you start doing that and you start trying to please even to your own superiors and yourself, you're gonna run into a huge roadblock because the, the reality is no one in the church at, 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 at not all the time and not everybody is gonna be happy. You're always gonna have unhappy people. That's just part of life. But learning how to help others and to not, you can't please them, but you can serve them and you serve them at one at a time. And learning how to have good boundaries by saying no to things, by saying yes to other things, that's the whole beauty about saying no. You're learning how to say yes to the right things. And also, you're learning how to say no and yes uh, rightly when you're serving others. So an instance that I've had in my ministry, I've had a, you know, with three different things going on, three different groups of volunteers. And I had another that came, which would be, let's say they wanted to put a fourth thing together. I had to tell them, no, not right now. As good as that sounds to have another video team, it's going to require a lot of work on the volunteers and also a lot of stress. 
And by me saying no to that person and helping them refocus back into the music team, then the music became that much better. And then we were able to get at another level where more volunteers came on, we were able to create that extra video team. So it's things like that, that you have to, as a leader, you have to see farther ahead than what most people do because that's why God's called you there. So last thing, chasing songs. We do this as worship leaders week after week. Pastors do it with sermons. Look, you're never gonna run out of material, but trying to fill your services with new songs every week and new material all the time, chasing what's new, you gotta give your, number one, yourself a chance to catch up, your, your church a chance to not be clogged with all these new songs so they can learn what you're singing. And then thirdly, you don't have to wow people every week. That's the chasing of things. That That's the, the golden carrot that we try to uh, chase that's just inevitable that we'll never find the end every week. But find the things that are working every week. Find the things that are of value to your church, the things that are accustomed to your ministry. I know like my church, they just love to sing. They don't care about the newest song. And we do new songs. We probably do about maybe two to three, maybe two new songs a month but they love singing the songs that they know because it's an anchor, they can connect with it. Also, we don't have to fill every service with a brand new video. I mean, it's great if we have it, but really you have to think about the bigger picture, like the worship that's in place. And how is that affecting people? How, like, especially in today's society, there's a lot going on right now that we've been talking about with COVID, with racism, with the protesting going on, with the violence, with the brutality. You know, there's enough happening right now in our country. And I think that if we start employing so many, too many new things in our services, then we dilute what's really going on because God's called us to be in touch with our community, with what's happening in the world. And if we're constantly slamming new things left and right in our church every Sunday, we're not giving them a chance to soak into what God is speaking into the areas of life of what's really going on and the things that are really more important. So let's talk about the conceptions. The conceptions, these are the things that we are to do that help with staying in the game for the long haul. So number one, it's your spouse. Prioritizing your spouse every day, not just creating a, a nice weekend date, and that's great too, but you have to start a process of courting. So for guys, this is something that we're not good at. It's learning how to look into your calendar and X out things that don't need to happen and clear your days for your spouse. And that means every day, not just one day a week, as I said, but it's carving out time to spend with your spouse every day, like when you come home from work. How is your time managed? Is it constantly work at home where your family never see you? Or what about creating just, you know, 10 minutes with your family, more than that, 30 minutes maybe, and engage your children of what's happening in their day, ask them questions. But I find that when I spend daily time with my wife every evening, we set aside, like if you saw our last, my last podcast, um, Wine and Pie, that goes back to uh, about a month ago or so. I talked about that value, how my wife and I enjoy pie and wine after dinner and we spend the next two hours of just FaceTime. It can be, you know, like watching The Office together. It can be just having meaningful conversations. It can be with our children and engaging them, but we're setting aside a time 
uh, of every day to spend with each other. And then the courting is already there. So when we go on a date, it's more special. When we send the, the kids to grandma's or whatever, we have more in our tank to go by than just a single event each week, but it's every day doing things that they like. So I can go on and on and on because I love my wife and I love our family, uh, but that's just me. So uh, number two, don't quit on Monday. Look, you're gonna have things that are gonna happen in your worship service every week that are gonna fail, they're gonna go wrong. That's just the nature of it. But it's how you learn from it. Don't take the big load to think, oh man, it's me, and wow, I, I'm at fault, or everyone's out to get me. No, let me just tell you right now, no one's out to get you. People can be mean. People can have their own agendas in ministry. I've seen senior pastors do that too. But you have to realize who God has called you to be within your ministry and within your life. And you have to take control over it instead of it taking control over you. So don't quit on Monday. Tuesday's the next day. Sunday is always coming. Learn to live in the moment. Don't let the moment live you. Next one, don't sweat the small stuff. That kind of goes back to what I just said about don't quit on Monday. Um, you have to learn how to work under pressure and keeping your coolness and calm says volumes to everybody about how you handle situations personally, your belief in God in those situations, and also how you encourage others and how you model it before people. So it's like when you're leading a worship song, you don't freak out if you miss a note or you miss a lyric or you miss a chord. You don't draw attention to yourself in worship. So why do that in life? Don't panic. Things will always get worked out. You gotta take a deep breath. You gotta breathe. This is where all the exercise, diet, and um, rest comes into play because when you're feeling good, physically, you're going to take things well emotionally and also mentally. So last, fight or flight. Now, this is kind of like a um, learning how to deal with conflict, learning how to respond appropriately and rightly to people. Again, it's the don't freak out, don't sweat. Um, what a good friend, a good mentor of mine said a long time, uh, a long ago to me was not just don't sweat the small stuff, don't sweat the small stuff. Did that come out right? But never let them see you sweat. Never let them see you sweat. It's learning how to, again, going back to being calm on the outside before people. It's, it's also understanding that God is the one that's working through you in that moment. It's not about you trying to manhandle the moment yourself. It's letting God do it. So um, fight or flight, meaning that if a confrontation comes your way, instead of flighting, running away from it, go towards it. Um, and I don't mean fight like physically, but you know, use your brain, use uh, what God's given you to go into the conversation with that person or that circumstance and deal with it actively. Ask questions you know, to that person. How does this affect you? Um, well, tell me what's going on. You know, what can I do to help you? Instead of you trying to take everything yourself and be the hero and solve it, don't do that. Go in and just try to understand the situation speak with people, listen to them, hear what they have to say, and then together um, form an agreement. Um, an interesting situation that happened to me, and um, you know, during this COVID, everyone's been on edge, right? So I'm out walking our dog, and I see our neighbors from across the street both fighting each other. And I'm like thinking, and this is over a parked car because one neighbor got accept, uh, upset because the neighbor across the street parked his car on the street and it was blocking traffic. Well, okay, I, so I'm walking around, I'm, I'm listening to it, and I walk over to them like, hey, and they're different cultures too. So this kind of fits into the, you know, how do we handle things um, from a race standpoint? 
Um, my good friend that lives down the street is, um, he's from Pakistan and the other is white. And so I'm walking towards him and, but now it's starting to get into a, I can see it's starting to be like a cultural war because now they're, they're slamming verbs at each other and it's not good. So I'll walk up to him like, Hey, Samir, Hey, Adam, what's going on? And then they tell me about the car park. I'm like, all right, well, look, park in the car. I can see what that would be a problem for you. I'm trying to listen to what they have to say. Okay, but do you realize, and I'm saying to this, do you realize that the words that you're using towards each other and how it's affecting your families is not good? And they took a step back and they're like, yeah, you're right. And they just explained, well, I just want this to happen. And I just facilitated the conversation. I said, well, you know, guys, do you hear each other? What you both what both your needs are? Do you also hear the negativ uh, negativity that's coming out? How that's just destructing what you're trying to accomplish? And they're like, well, yeah. And finally, they, they shook hands and I was like, guys, great. I said, just, you know, look, I'm, I'm a neighbor here too and I love you guys, you're my friends. And this is how we ought to be working things out instead of letting tensions get at us where we just wanna flee from other people and flee from the moment. Um, we wanna learn how to embrace each other and help. Hey friends, before we continue with the rest of our broadcast, I wanna introduce to you a brand new thing that we have going on at WTTU.co. Introducing our free plan. Many of you wanted to get access, inside look to the site of our membership program for worship leaders and worship teams. Now you can with limited access downloads, articles, and videos each month. Head on over to wttu.co slash best, that's B-E-S-T, to get your free membership today. And as a special thank you for trying us out, receive a free devotional download that I will personally email back to you. So head on over to wttu.co slash best. Now here's the conclusion to our podcast. Jesus tells us this in John 15 too, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. So we are attached to the vine of Christ and we are we are to be growing fruit but when we're not God prunes us so that we can be more fruitful and maybe this is you right now maybe are you in a pruning season are you in a desert season are you in a season where things are not growing or, or is it the opposite are, are things growing and they're fruitful and you're flourishing awesome but God in every season we go through these different cycles. So how do we respond to God? How do we allow him to come and prune us and let it be okay so that we can grow more fruit? We also get this from Luke 12, 27. Jesus says, consider how the wildflowers grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not in even Solomon, not even Solomon and all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Jesus is saying, if Solomon didn't worry about it, you don't either. If I'm not, I can hear Jesus saying, if I'm not worried about it, why should you? So it's very comforting if he takes care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, which is gonna be thrown and gone away tomorrow, why should we worry about these temporal things? It doesn't make sense. What makes more sense is life itself, who God's given you and your family, your spouse, learning how to put other people ahead of you first, putting yourself last and then enjoying the goodness of God. So we are to live a life that's committed to not being afraid to make a mistake. You're human. Your team will see the relevancy of it. Your church will be encouraged by it. 
We're all human. It's okay if you mess up. Look, you've seen me in these shows that I do. And um, honestly, um, I go through it and um, I make my word bumbles, but do I care? No. Um, I know what's important to you and I'm trying to deliver a message that is helpful. So if I make a mistake, big deal. Uh, you got to be real with your church and with your team. Be real with them. You're, you're a real person made up of real emotions and that's okay. Uh, don't try to fool people. Always do right. Put yourself last. I said that before. Second uh, Thessalonians 3.13 And as for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. So even through the mistakes we make, even through the hardship, even through the pressure, always thrive to do good because God is always here. God is always watching. Guys, um, I hope today really spoke to you and gave you some things that um, were encouraging. I, maybe I brought you to a place of questions. Uh, maybe this is a, some things that God is calling you to really focus in on. Hit me up and let me know. Brandon at worshipteamtraining.com. And while you're there, uh, click on our newsletter, download that, and also our devotionals that are up as well. We got a brand new devotional coming out, by the way, I just want to announce. It's called Comfort 19. It's a seven-day devotional of 19 verses that explore and find the comfort of God through the Psalms. That's going to be coming out uh, very soon. And when it does, you'll be the first to know. We're offering it on version, so it's a free devotional plan. Uh, check our social feeds and newsletter as the announcements go out, and you'll get yours. And plus, we're also making it available for those who subscribe to become a member on WTTU.co. If you sign up today with our free membership, you'll also get that free brand new devotional downloaded right to your device. Guys, love you. Thank you so much for being here today. And um, be sure to check out the events page, WTTU.co slash events. And friends, remember, it's not about being perfect. Let the Lord Jesus lead you both in life and in worship. We love you. We'll see you soon. Bye. This has been a Worship Team Training Broadcast and Digital Production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.